Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Before the news, we were talking with congressional candidate Thomas Cole about his race for the 24th Congressional District against Salud Carbajal. Now, Thomas, we were talking, you were saying that you just didn't think we should be involved in any proxy wars. And I, I guess the the uh, big nut to crunch is that, from all accounts, Vladimir Putin has been talking pretty openly about, uh, and, and apparently there's some intelligence reports that support this, of either invading Estonia or Poland, both of which are part of NATO. You know, um, how do you think we should respond if he does that? Well, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm not an absolute expert on European war policy, but I know that uh, when we think about Russia, we we do kind of have to consider Russia's been invaded so many times. I mean, you, you go back to 1237, the Mongols invaded Russia. The Ottomans invaded Russia in 1570. The Swedes in 1708. Napoleon in 1812. Japan in 1905. And the U.S. intervened in 1918 to help the Bolshevik Revolution uh, slaughter the ro- Russian royal family. So, And then, of course, Germany invaded <laughs> Russia. So they are not uh, immune from being paranoid about being invaded by Europe, uh, Western Europe. And when, when they, uh, what's been happening is they've been moving NATO into more of these nations surrounding uh, Russia. And uh, as, as RFK has pointed out just recently, Gene RFK Jr. is pointing out that um, when, a, when a nation joins NATO, they have to uh, arm up with a list of American weapons manufacturers, equipment. And so there's a... Um, well, there's, there's, there's French manufacturers in, uh, and there's British manufacturers and German manufacturers. They, they make pretty decent weaponry. I, aren't they arming up with those two? No, the point is mostly it's Raytheon and Boeing and and what happens is that that's a big boom for our, our munitions manufacturers. And then those those munitions get in there. And then what's been happening is that uh, BlackRock actually has a monopoly holdings on most of those big munitions companies. Hmm. And then they make out. So everybody makes out selling these munitions. And then they've blown Ukraine to bits with $200 billion, basically, killed half a million people and now there's even contracts going out rebuild ukraine and that's going to be like 500 billion dollars just to rebuild it. it's not even done with the war yet oh, I, I think and that's what president Zelensky said was they, they were going to need 550 billion dollars to rebuild um yeah so and then the, the clincher is as j uh, rfk has been pointing out the clincher is those rebuild contracts are held, again, by BlackRock. And so this is the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about and JFK tried to warn us about. Um, and so simply saying I'm not going to fund any war isn't right, but I'm not going to fund any proxy war. 
So that's kind of where I would leave that. Well, I guess um, the question is, do, would you think that uh, defending the NATO countries would be a proxy war, or would you classify that as a treaty commitment that we've made that actually is, uh, you know, treaties become part of the Constitution once they're ratified? It's a proxy war. It's not a war that involves the U.S. Now, NATO, we have treaties to help NATO countries, but NATO has a responsibility to not uh, instigate and not uh, okay. try to not, you know, not elicit in, not invade their neighbors from Russia. And uh-huh. the, one of the, the one of the main things Russia insists, and that these treaties also involve, is not arming up. Ukraine, with NATO arms, with NATO weapons, with bioweapons labs. Well, Thomas, I thought I thought we board. ended up so, uh, when we got when we got Ukraine to give up their nuclear armaments because they they were a nuclear armed state. I thought we made a treaty with them that we would um, guarantee their um, the U.S. would made a treaty that the U.S. would guarantee their territorial integrity which, of course, got violated in 2014 when uh, Crimea was taken and the Donbass, part of the Donbass was taken. Yes, well, we have treaties upon treaties. We do. But we certainly don't have a good reason to go in and arm up countries that were supposed to be disarmed, completely uh, buffer states, like Ukraine, and that was even a previous treaty. But these are things that diplomats should be working out. But instead, we have, you know, the CIA and the munitions contractors working together to to foment war in the region and increase the number of NATO states to increase weapons sales. And then they blow the living daylights out of Ukraine. And then who comes in? BlackRock comes in to... Rebuild Ukraine, so it's it's a cycle of, of death, and I would not be voting for that. Now okay. I'm sure well, I'm not going to get the BlackRock donations. <laughs> they're not going to fund your campaign, I'm sure. Um, well, let's but, let's talk. You know, for instance, my opponent gets plenty of munitions money. Uh-huh. So that's the thing. Well, Thomas, let's talk a little bit about the other part of the uh, National Security and Border Act of 2024 that that had to do with changing the laws that affect immigration and the border and uh, doing some funding. One one of the things I noticed when I looked through it was that, uh, for instance, there was uh, $5.3 billion dollars that was in that bill to increase the number of Border Patrol officers and streamline the hiring so that uh, you you could, I think there was a huge number, if I remember right, uh, something like 1,300 new Border Patrol officers um, that would immediately end up getting hired. Was that something that you thought was an improvement or how, how did you react to that part of the bill? Yeah, I, I looked at that, and I'm I'm just seeing, as others have, have said, it, it's a political uh, move. It's uh, not something that would actually 
increase uh, closing the border, which is what I'm interested in. I mean, I'm looking at it provides a billion and a half to hire immigration judge teams, including attorneys. Administrators and interpreters. Well, now Thomas, provide, as an attorney, I think I think it's important to hire attorneys, individuals, and families <laughs> in court proceedings. So that's not closing the borders. That's just making it making them come through faster. For instance. Well, actually, uh, if you read, um, and, and I I know you did read this, uh, some of the summaries. This would increase the speed with which determinations on asylum would be made and there was there was uh, actually a huge amount of money uh, set aside to fly people out of the country uh, on the presumption that uh, they they'd fail in their immigration uh, applications um, so it would speed that process up so that they people could be deported um, in a 90-day period yeah but I'm not. I'm not buying it because we can simply close the border with a wall <laughs> and run barbed wire, and people would not be getting in, and it wouldn't cost billions and billions of dollars. So it did, um, you you didn't think the six hundred and fifty million dollars to build and reinforce uh, miles and miles of new new border wall was something that uh, was enough in the bill? Yeah. Well. When they throw that in as an afterthought, and there's even more money to hire immigration lawyers to bring people in, I, I'm not buying it. I think it's just a political trick, so that the Republicans could say, "Oh, you know, we can blame the Republicans. Look, they didn't gave them a good border wall, and they didn't vote for it. See, so, but I'm I would not vote for it as as they stripped it out of the Senate bill, which was a good idea." Um, so yeah, it's just a paper tiger. That's that's all. All right. No, I'm not buying. Not buying it. I've I've written hundreds of contracts. This is just you know boilerplate. All right. Well, we're this coming. Break break them up. Break those bills up and have them voted on separately. Uh, why can't we just have we're, a wall we're, right we're now? We're coming up on another hard break, Thomas. Because it stops people we're from coming, coming in, and they want people to come in as part of a plan. We're coming up on another hard break, so we can talk about that on the other side of this hard break. Stay tuned, folks, to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're talking with Thomas Cole, candidate for the 24th Congressional District.